Shop quartet. Say that shit, boo. What to do? What to do? What to do, baby? We back at it once again with this thing called Wooism. Yes, sir. It's your boy Woo, and I'm sitting here with the homie Big Hess. What's happening? What's happening? We got the homie Jay Easy. What up? And we on episode sixty. An hour. A whole. Some of y'all might see her around town doing a little photography. Some of y'all might see her posting on the ground with a little bit of merch here and there. But a lot of y'all know her as the next big thing coming through with the Herbal Life and getting them bodies right. Yep. Special guest, who are you? What's up? My name is Candace, aka Coach. Hey. So happy to be here with y'all. What's up, y'all? Candace, the coach. We got Candace, the coach from the Coach's Corner. Oh, yeah. Hey. Coach's Corner. Mm-hmm. Is that with two K's, two C's, a C and a K? You know, it starts with a K. Coach, K O A C H. Coach. <laughs> coach. It's the coach. <laughs> It is, it's man. coaching me. <laughs> <laughs> hey, man, I promise, I promise y'all, man, it, it's, it's no bias, but it just seems to happen, man, that most of the people that we have on the podcast with us are hmm. proud alumni of the, the great, the, yep. John L. LaFleur High School. Not the preparatory mm, academy, mm, but John L. LaFleur High School. It just seems to work that way, you know. 
It's just because like so much greatness comes from yes. seven hundred down the street. Oh know? yeah. Yes. You know, so much so. And it's funny that Sean is over there chomping on some M and M's. Yeah. Had to give me a snack. Because uh I do remember and it was a big thing, you know, coming through the floor. Everybody had like three or four class shirts. You get like two your junior year, you get about two your senior year. But man, the class of 03 had them bright ass orange <laughs> shirts oh. with that green and orange Eminem <laughs> on that motherfucker. Oh my <laughs> Where did those? We don't even know where they came from. They were like, everybody to the gym. Oh, say less. These are your shirts. No, y'all fucking <laughs> 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 Anthony, you got some explaining to do. I mean, we wore them proud. We cut them up, and we designed some more. But I don't know where those shirts came from. That's another thing that that these colors did at John L. It didn't matter what kind of shirt it was. They had the little tassels on there looking like the Ultimate Warrior. <laughs> Every class. Every right. single class. Every. It was almost like a tradition. Your shirt Every went to class. war already. Yeah. <laughs> Boy, I'm talking about That's why we had about three or four different right, colors. Right, because you ripped them up. You had to have enough Man. to rip up. My niggas, they had, like, they, like, you just coming out of that, like, Ultimate Warrior, ho ho. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? But yeah, I just that shine over there eating on them Eminem just made me think about that shit, man. So yeah, so we got the coach Candace up in the building with us today, man, and uh, she just gonna you know talk to us and tell us about her and what she's doing here in the Port City because we cannot stress and and highlight enough about not only black businesses and black entrepreneurs but black women. Yeah. Doing great black things, which equate to black excellence. Yes. So, just uh, you know, talk to the people and tell them, you know, who you are and what you're doing. Who for the culture? <laughs> for the culture. That's what I do it for. Yeah, mm, yeah, man. Yeah, yeah. Okay then, Quavius. <laughs> Young Quavo. Man, let me culture. tell y'all, the Mobile is a tough city, but yeah. um, it was something I had to do coming back here, living in Savannah, Georgia, and just seeing how the culture there come together. And it was something I wanted to do here. And coming here and just seeing how black women needed that that pool together. Um, I think one of the things when the pandemic happened, I was like, okay, gyms are closed. Mm-hmm. We can't have an excuse. I love to work out. So what I'm gonna do is see how serious you are. I started walking at, I think Cottage Hill Park, five or six women meet me at 5.30, I'm an early person, get it out the way. Cause I like to sleep. <laughs> two months later got certified group fitness I had about 15 women signing up we work out at Hillsdale Rec outside they don't want to be in the building mm. they want to be outside mm. and they come they've been coming since pretty much April of last year April May of last year mm. religiously the oldest person I trained is about 60 years old mm. outrun some of the 18 year olds youngest person 12 and it's just a good chemistry, good feel. You know me, I like to have a good time. It's just one of those places where you come together, the music, you work out. Um, I mean, we pray together. We have those moments where everybody comes like, oh, been one of those days. Let's all get together and pray. Mm-hmm. So we'll pray first. Mm-hmm. You know, and my biggest thing is that I call myself a coach, not just for fun, but, you know, coach is somebody that motivates you on the court, off the court. Yeah. So I'm one of the ones, I'm stalking your Facebook page. Uh, I saw you was at the cookout. <laughs> Um, you had some crawfish. I saw Bud Light. 
I saw, you know, a couple little joints over there, you know, okay, how you feeling today? Man, coach, why you got to do that? Why not? You know, so my thing is, it's the passion, because I know how I was as an athlete. I was like, you know, I'm drinking the night before a game, because, you know, you feel like you're young, but as you get yeah. older, you don't realize that shit catch up with you. Yeah, the recruit. You turn 30 years old, you're like, wait a minute. Yeah, yeah, that recruit. I can't bounce back on the Saturday. Yeah, that recovery is <laughs> not the same. It's not the same. You, you in church like, who Jesus. You know, so my thing was to try to figure out something that's not being done, mm -hmm. you know, and to reach people that were afraid to go into the gym. Yeah. You know, so many people walk into the gym and they're intimidated by the equipment. So I was like, okay, say less. I already have equipment. We're outside. We're spreading out. We're social distancing. So it started growing. So I started having about three classes a day, 5.30 a.m., 6 p.m., 6.30. 30-minute sessions. You burn about 300, 400 calories. Then they were like, coach, it's getting cold. Okay, a.m., Put some clothes on. We need to do Zoom. Oh, shit. Zoom. That means I got to work out too now. I said, oh, wait a minute. So I said, hold on now. It's a, it's a difference to facilitate. But then it's, it's one thing to actually show them. So I was like, okay, I'm up for the challenge. So I started doing the Zoom classes. So we start off Sunday service. Anybody knows me, I love Sundays. That's that moment of just like, you know, you just wake up in the morning, just feel good. You know, I praise and worship every day. I ain't one of the ones just on a Sunday. You know, you catch me doing it every day. But it was just something that really was something like, you know, close to me. Mm -hmm. So we called it Sunday service. So a lot of people started coming on. I said, wait a minute, I gotta be in shape for this shit. I said, hold on. <laughs> Cause you on the video, you jumping around and stuff. Right. And it was just, it all just fell into place. So now I have class virtual, I have class in person. You know, and I call it Coach's Corner because I feel like I'm coming to a corner near you. Mm. You know, and as I grow, it's just like, I'd rather come to you, you know, than you come to me. Cause I'm gonna show you, this is what I'm offering you. I'll give you the tools. It's on you to use them. Right. I'm gonna lay them out in front of you. So it's just, I mean, it just kind of really grew from there. My clients really believe in me. I believe in them. And then I added to the Herbalife because that's, you know, nutrition and things like that. And the tea is lit. I love tea. It makes me feel good. Um, so, you know, that's just what I do. I just like to make people feel good. Okay, then. You know? okay. So basically, you the, you like the Dollar General of workouts. Hey. This is a Dollar General in every hood, yeah. every corner. Right. Every corner. You know And like, you go to Dollar General, you get everything you need, right? Yep. I mean, I don't. Hey, look, anytime I'm in a pinch and I find I find me a Dollar General, I'll be able to get it nine times out of ten. I'm just saying. So. I mean, I ain't knocking it. I, yeah. I don't know. Like, I had a homeless guy come up to me at one Dollar General just scoring me, scoring me for life. What? Yeah, scoring you. Yeah, I was like, he was like, he's like, hey, man, can I get some change? Like, I ain't got nothing but a card. You lying piece of shit. <laughs> Why do, they, why do they think you lying? Every time you say, I just got a Damn. coin. Nah, you lying. Okay, well, I was trying to say no in a nice way. So. Right, right, right. I was like, damn, man, a homeless dude does cold on me. That's all right, bitch. I, I came back down, I had a handful of, I didn't even need all that shit. Right, you walking at the store? Yeah. Nah. Right. I was downtown one time, a homeless guy, like, walked up to me, and I was like, yeah, you know, same thing, I got a card. And uh, Tib was like, what if he had said he had a cash app? I was mm. like, if he said he had a cash app, I would have sent him something. Because I'm like, you know what? You thinking of his. Yeah, that was like, man, I remember one time when I was in Indianapolis. And uh, it was downtown Indianapolis. And this, this homeless guy, he had a sign. He said, why lies for beer? Bought him a six-pack and me and him stood right there and drunk that motherfucker <laughs> together. I got a picture and everything. I probably posted. Yeah, I think I remember that. I, I'm going to post that. I'm going to post. make sure I remember to post that. Yeah. At least he's honest. He was honest. Me and him, we took a picture and we sat there and drank a whole six pack. <laughs> yeah, I donate to that. Cool. If you, yeah. tell me you need beer, hey, I'm like, buying cool, a six pack. Right. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. 
But yeah, man. So that's pretty. That's pretty awesome, man. So where where did your uh, your drive to work out? Because like I know, like with me, man, like I get spurts. Like some moments, mm-hmm. like I be going to fucking work out. Like especially like when I was in the military. Like I did not. I was in the military for nine years. Never failed a PT test. <laughs> Always got maybe about 75-80% at each, you know, sit-ups, push-ups, two-mile run. Didn't like running, but I could I, I could run mm-hmm. in two miles. <laughs> it was like once I got that letter said I was officially out of the military, it was like my body <laughs> could sense that I was out of the military. <laughs> and it was like, nah, nigga. Mm-mm. It's over. It's done. <laughs> so every now and then, like I get spurts, like I go to the gym. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? I can I can live and you know get a little back sculpted to my standards. Mm-hmm. And then I'm like, all right, fuck it. Take off. Some happens. I take off a day. I say, all right, I'm gonna start back Monday. Yeah, Monday. Monday. Monday come around. I'm gonna do next Monday. Yeah. No, you know what? I'm gonna do Tuesday. I'm gonna just go for a little bit, ten minutes. Yeah. I'm going to just pull up. Yeah. Then you yeah. see Popeyes or you see something else or somebody texts you, meet me at the bar. Yeah. I'm coming tomorrow. Yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. So, so you know, what, what is what is your, mo- before you started coaching, like, what did your motivation come from? I think, I don't know. I don't even know where it came from. It was just like one day, It I was consistent. And I think I saw how much I was motivating people. And to see how many people... Would just you know come in under the post. Damn, you going to the gym at four o'clock in the morning? I was like, yeah, why not? You know, like why not start the day? My biggest thing is that in college I was a procrastinator. I'm not gonna lie, shit was easy. You know, I was just a procrastinator, whatever. You know, like yep. that to this day. It's yeah. just like you know, you just it was just one of those things. And so I told myself as I got older, you know, bills started getting a little bit larger and stuff. And so I was like, you know what, I can't procrastinate. And so when I became consistent, I started seeing how so many people watch you. And you inspire people. And it wasn't just like people in our age. It was older people. And then it was the younger people. And, you know, it was just one of those things. Like, I don't know what it was like growing up having those older people to look up to. And I feel like right now here, especially Mobile, we don't have that that often. Especially as a black woman. You know, you have them, okay, well, I want to be an entrepreneur. What do you want to do? Well, I want to sell clothes. Why? (laughs) Do you have the body to sell clothes? Well, my homegirl. Okay, so... What's your motivation? Mm-hmm. So I think my motivation is to really kind of like motivate others. And I got that motivation from seeing social media. And then also, I will tell you during the pandemic, it's a group in Atlanta called Effect Fitness. I don't know if you guys ever yeah, heard of them. with the bricks. With the bricks. Yeah. Let me tell you. <laughs> that shit there, they started doing classes during the pandemic in their gym with just the people that work out. And so I started doing that. And I was like, damn, okay, this is this is lit right here. And so people started seeing it. And so people started just kind of, you know, following, hey, coach, when are you going to do this? And da 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 And I'll tell you the backstory of the, the name coach. I had a student couldn't say coats. He would call me coach. <laughs> Not realizing he was sowing a seed into something bigger that I didn't know what it was about, you know. So my motivation comes from the kids I work with, the people that just see me around and how I carry myself. It's one of those things is that as a black woman, you have to realize it's, it's cool to be fun. But you have to carry yourself in a way for people to respect you no matter what. Mm-hmm. You know, when you see me out, I'm going to have a good time, but I'm going to remember I'm a woman. I'm a black woman. And you don't see that that often. You know, you see women in the club and, you know, they having a good time and on social media, but they ain't got no friends that girl, sit your ass good. Your ass is hanging. You know what I'm saying? Right, so right, my right, inspiration right. comes from being consistent and seeing how many people I motivate to kind of just change and go to the gym hell one time. Or just to say, I did five jumping jacks. I did ten squats. So my motivation came from 
seeing how much I motivated others and how much people really watch me. And I was like, damn, okay, I got a platform here. It's time to really use this gift that I have. So I would say my motivation came from social media, you know, and the people around me and people really voice it and not being afraid to say, you inspire me. Right. And as black people, we're afraid to say, you inspire me. I got inspiration from you. Because the first thing we want to say is, that nigga hating on me. <laughs> that's my, you know, that's oh, me. Shit. That's me. That motherfucker hating on me. I'm like, you know, I tell people, you credit what credit's due, you know. Yeah. The first thing is when I say, well, I know he saw my shit or she saw my, I, okay, well, you know, say thank you. You know, I always make a little post and say, you know, Thank you for watching my TED Talk. Shit, you know, <laughs> hey, I know you watch it, but you know, right. it's a nice way of doing it. You know, people are going to watch, people are going to hate, but you can't mm-hmm. feed into that energy. So I think for me, being consistent and being positive and making sure that negative <clears throat> energy is put to the side or turned around into positivity, that also inspires me and motivates me to continue to do this because I've seen people change their attitudes. So, you know, that's my inspiration right there. Oh, I okay. love the hate. Yeah, you do. Matter of fact, I, I, take, I ain't saying love it now. I, take, I was like, uh, hey, man, you see what the nigga post said? <laughs> I ain't gonna lie, I got a couple of group texts where I'm like, bitch, did you see this shit right here? Oh, but you gotta keep it up. You know, you keep yeah, it to your, your right. close friends because mm-hmm. that's why you have your, your you know, your road dogs and stuff. Right. Those are the ones who say, okay, bitch, you doing it too much. You you know, worried about them. Right. Or they gonna be like, hell yeah, I saw that shit too. I am about to send it to you. <laughs> <laughs> you got those people for that, but you don't have to put all of that on social media. Right. Yeah. You know. I love the hate. I tell so, them all the time, man, like it's gonna be people are gonna they gonna you gonna get two types of support. Mm-hmm. You're gonna get the, the support from your people that really fucks with you. Mm-hmm. And you're gonna get that support from them haters because they gonna wanna see you fail. Well the haters just lazy try people. To take some of your yep. shit. They just lazy people that wanna do what you're doing, but they don't wanna put in the work. Mm-hmm. So it's easy for them to hate on you from the outside, but you can't even get in. I mean, I I tell people, you know, if you don't have haters, then you ain't doing something. You know what I'm saying? You know, but it's enough out there for everybody to eat. But I ain't gonna lie, I like the haters too. But you know, I try to, you know, try to be professional a little bit. I'm trying to get there. That's why I got Shana. Shana helps me to be a little bit more. Because we'll be like, I smell Ah. hate. You smell that? I smell it. I smell it. Good morning, oh, my haters. Oh, man. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. 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 That's the hardest thing. As you get bigger on the platform, it's a way to carry yourself. You know, like, it's not saying that you're changing. It's like you're developing into a, a, a better person. Right. You know, yeah. especially with this younger generation. Because, of course, you don't want to be like, yeah, you know, you're going to have people hating on you. But it's a way of presenting that. It's a way of your verbiage to the, to the younger generation. And I know for me, I was one of the ones, fuck them hoes. Right. Shit, let them hoes hate. You know, I still say that. But, you know, I, I, I change it up when I'm on Facebook. I'm right. like, you know, dear diary, uh, life is good, you know. But, yeah, the haters are the ones that really, they do motivate you. Because yeah. you're doing something right. And you're doing something that they want to do. Right. They're hating out there. But deep down inside, it's like, damn, I wish I would have still been that nigga friend. I could have been sitting at the table doing wooism, like you know, like so. The hate is good. Yeah. You growing? Oh yeah, we growing. <laughs> Y'all are growing. Yeah. You got friends for reasons. Yeah. Yeah. Left and right. Yep. Yeah. 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 But I think that's um that's a good spin, like a, a different perspective on social media though mm-hmm. like i think people use social media like to market 
and oh, things yeah. like that. Mm-hmm. Which I mean, that, that's one of the purposes mm-hmm. of it. But you used it to help motivate you to begin doing mm-hmm. that. Mm-hmm. You know, like it's you 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 did it in a different order. Yeah. You know, like people try to publicize themselves on social media mm-hmm. to try to generate the buzz. You just built the buzz by being yourself. Yeah. And then it was like, okay, so because I was genuine and I was just what I, I did, what I normally would do mm-hmm. on my own, I built this platform, you know? So I think that's, I think that's dope. It was, it was I'm not gonna lie, it was hard. Cause when I first started, I'm like, let me take a picture of everybody out here working out with me. Then I was like, fuck that shit. You gonna have to come to see what I got going on, mm-hmm. you know? And that was the thing about it. You really have to study people that you see that are on a level that you want to get to. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But you have to realize they're on that level and they've had to get there. It didn't happen overnight. Yeah. So you see the success. It's like, okay, I want to be like this company or this person that's a trainer, but I got to look at the story of how they got there. Mm-hmm. You know, that can be motivation. And I give credit where credit is due. That is my motivation to have something like Effect Fitness because they give back to the community in the Atlanta area. They'll go and pick up trash and, you know, just helping the community in general. It's more than just fitness. I tell people being healthy is not physical, it's mental. Mm-hmm. Especially with black people. I tell people, uh, do you talk to somebody besides your friends? Because you need a therapist. Yeah. But we're afraid to do that. So when you come to me, I'm very raw, very uncut because you need that. You know, it's no need to sugarcoat it. So when I'm coaching you, I'm coaching you 100%. And I ask people, are you really ready for this? Yeah. They say, yes. I say, you sure? Because this shit about to get real. Fast. You know, so I tell people, you know, you got you got to be ready for that. You have to be transparent when it comes to helping people. You can't take it lightly because, you know, if people trust you enough to come and work out and you kind of be in charge of how their body's changing, mentally they start letting you in. And so they're going to start really believing in everything you say. So if you're not in it for the right reason, you telling them, okay, go starve yourself. Well, hell, she at home like this, shaking. Right. Because she, you know, believe that you say starve yourself, you know, opposed to saying, hey, it's Friday, go get them wings. Because I post shit like that. Right. I post that I drink. I post that I eat wing. You know, stuff like that. Because I'm transparent. Because I want you to realize it's not a diet. It's a lifestyle. Yeah. Hey, I like to have... It's not even cheat meals. It's just taking care of my body. My body said I want Chick-fil-A. Shit, I'm going to Chick-fil-A. Large fries it is. Yeah. You know, so that's... I tell people, you know, you just got to be transparent. You have to use social media the way it works for you. Mm-hmm. You know, you can't use it the way that you see somebody else doing it. You know, it's just one of those things you have to know what works for you and stay in your lane. Don't be trying to put your damn blink on going over here because this ain't your lane. Now, you know, I'm going to speed up and say, hey, it ain't time for you to come over. So my biggest thing, my biggest quote, I tell people, stay in your lane. Nobody wants to do that because they want to see, oh, well, who over here got the podcast and shit? You know, okay. Do you know his story? Right. Mm -hmm. Do you know how long he was thinking about this? Yeah. Do you know how long he was, you know, manifesting this? Praying about it, putting it in order, probably practicing on his phone. Talking about, man, when I get big, bitch, we about to go. <laughs> you know, it takes a while. Yeah. You know, so some people don't see that. They don't see your struggle. They don't see, you know, the, the times you were crawling, the times that you were on the phone with your friends saying, fuck, like, I want to do this, but I'm scared. Mm-hmm. You know, and so then that's when the hate comes in. It's like, man, this, this person don't know what it's like to struggle. Shit, we do. We just choose not to share with you. Right. Exactly. You know, everybody has a story, but it's not, it's not time for me to share that story. Until I get to the big stage, and I'm gonna tell you my story. Yeah. Because you're not gonna use it against me. So, you know, it's tough out there, but you just gotta stay strong and stay, you know, grounded and everything because social media can really break you. That shit there. It's it's oh, yeah. for the week. Ooh. People are crucial. I tell you, oh, y'all hide behind the fucking words. Meet me outside. Keyboard thugs. Oh. Twitter fingers. What? Yeah. 
I said, oh, that's a lot of talk you're doing there. Did you copy and paste that? <laughs> Doesn't sound like you because you don't have an education. <laughs> I mean, you know. They, they definitely didn't go to the job. Right. That looks like Maddie T. <laughs> the other Maddie T. <laughs> With the burglar bar. <laughs> but yeah, I tell people, you know, it's one of those things like, you know, now the way this generation looks at us. You know, you tell people you go to the floor, it's like, ah. I said, no, we went to the floor when they had buses yeah. that went from Phillips right. Uh-huh. Right. to LaFleur. Right. They came from Mount Vernon and Centronale. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, people don't understand what that means to us. You yeah, know, as a yeah, culture, yeah. like, they talk about alumni weekend. That shit hurt for us not to have it. Man, uh, what? what? That's, that's Christmas. Yeah, exactly. Right. Like, but we, we built help. that, and that yeah. was because we had older people that showed us that, you know, what it was like to come together as a culture. You know, and I take that when I go with my fitness is that, you know, I want it to be that that whole camaraderie of like, this is what I look forward to. This is what motivates me. Shit, y'all know how it is alumni weekend. Everybody save up their money to get the shoes and, you know, the shirts and all that kind of stuff to support each other. And that's what they do. But everybody just want to hate because guess what? They don't have it like us. Right. They don't right. have the support. Yeah. So. So going back to like your workouts, like are your workouts, do you, are, are they based like, I guess I want to say like weight, not really weight based, but I guess like, you know, you have like your weight workouts and then you got like the body workouts. My workout, I tell people each month it has a different thing to it. So pretty much it's for everybody. You pace yourself. Now, if your ass feeling like, you know, you about to pass out, you slow the hell down. I got insurance, but I don't like to use that shit. I tell them all the time. Now, look, I got insurance, but I ain't trying to use that shit for you not listening to me. Um... But I like hit. Yeah. You know, I like that high intensity training because the music's good, you're moving. The favorite workout in my clients will tell you, don't get caught. That shit there, I tell you, don't get caught. <laughs> and you know, you have different stations. And so you have this lucky number seven. So I might say, okay, you start here, you start there. And so if somebody catch you, then you got to take off running. Ooh. You know, so it's one of those things where it's, it's, it's full body. It's yeah. nothing that we have weights, but sometimes you just need that cardio. Yeah. You need to get that heart rate up. And I tell for black women, heart, that heart is the biggest thing. Mm-hmm. So I base my workouts around what I feel like the clients need at the time. Most women don't want to lift weights. They don't want to be bulky and, you know, things like that. So, you know, we don't go heavier than 20 pounds. But I also try to show them things that they can do at home or things they can do, you know, in their backyard or things like, you know, just like that. Because I want you to be able to make these workouts at home as you move up. Or if you can't afford me, hey, I want you to still be able to work out. I'm very honest with them. So... My approach on it is use your body. That's it. Because they don't want to be in the gym. Most people that come to me come to me because they want to be outside. They want to have something they can do at home. They want to have something that they don't require a lot of weights because they get intimidated by that. Mm-hmm. You know, so we'll have ropes, we'll have weights, but most of the time it's your body. I show you how to do workouts with just your body weight. So what, what's the difference between your workouts and... Uh... CrossFit, because it kind of sounds almost... The hell no, not no. Cross- no. Hell CrossFit. Hell no. Have you seen CrossFit? <laughs> yeah, you seen the women? Yeah, I, yeah. I, I did. I did Let's go back. Have you seen the Sir Mams? I did CrossFit for uh, the whole the whole year that I was deployed overseas. Yes. And, and I, I, got, I got a little bit smaller, but then I, I stopped doing it like close to the end of the, of the deployment, because I was like, I'm getting too small. I need to start back to mm-hmm. lifting weights. Because it, it was like we was doing a little bit of weightlifting, but it wasn't a lot. Mm-hmm. So. It, and it's, it's 
kind of the same, but you like you're more so lifting your body and stuff. Mm-hmm. You know, I we're not throwing our bodies around. That's a whole <laughs> different ball game. No, we no. not they, we're slamming it. You know, huge. That's they like universal soldiers. Man. I like, I can't do CrossFit like. And me, and then the thing about it, I have women that have you know bad knees, so they can't get down there. I said, okay, well if you're doing a push up, you on your toes. Well, I do women push ups, but your knees bad, so <laughs> get on them toes. <laughs> right. Why are we sitting here arguing? Are you gonna get on the toes or not? Right. Or or you I mean, and, and I modify it, but it's a mental thing. Yeah. And I tell them, say, okay, I have bad knees. I've had three knee surgeries. I don't have cartilage in my knee. So what are we talking about? Mm-hmm. What's next? Coach, why you gotta be so mean? Why you gotta be stubborn? <laughs> so, but they they enjoy that. So my thing is this: is that they come with an excuse, and I give them an answer. This is the solution: either you do it or not. Yeah. You come to me. So I'm not going to sit there and push you past what you feel comfortable doing, but I want to push you past that mental state. Because a lot of people are mentally challenged like, I can't. Yeah. Yes, you can. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. If you wake up at 5.30 in the morning to listen to me fuss at you, hell, you can do a lot of stuff. You know. <laughs> and I, I tell people I'm not friendly when it comes to it because you don't pay me to be your friend. Yeah. I tell people I cuss like the next person. I probably should have been in the Navy because <laughs> I just love to cuss. I mean, I got some church people. I said, Lord, forgive me. Um... <laughs> Sister Little, I, you know, you don't know me. You know me as Little Candace, Clarence's granddaughter. But it's about the motherfucking go down there. So, you know, when the music comes on, I tell people, it, I, I go to a different level. Yeah. And it's the energy. Most people love the energy. They love the music and stuff. And so they forget about what they're doing, and they just have fun. Mm-hmm. So my approach is like high energy and high energy. I mean, high um, intensity. And... They love it. And, I mean, I've had women that have lost, like, 30 pounds, and, you know, they feel good. And I have a lot of educators, and what I love about it is that their students start seeing it. It's like, well, I want to be like Miss T. She work out every morning before she come here and deal with us. I was like, exactly. And it helps their mental state. Mm-hmm. So they don't realize sometimes that's their therapy coming to work out at 530 in the morning. They've started their day. Now that stress, I'm good. I'm not going to slap nobody. Yeah. I might think about it, but it ain't going to happen. Yeah. So, I mean, going back to your question about CrossFit, that shit ain't, uh-uh. uh-uh. We're not doing no pull-ups. We're not doing no handstands on the wall. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. I've seen it. Yeah. I can't do it. Man, believe it or not, man, my ass, I used to cut up. I couldn't have used to. Yeah, you right. You can't even say it right now. Just, <laughs> have you seen the people? I, I, I can't no more. It sounds like one of them uncles, like, like hey, hey, uncle, you used to do? Hey, hey, look. Get, hey, boy. Hey, man, get, let me, did man, I? But let me, hey, let, hey, I used to take that rock. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Boy. But I, look, but I asked him. Mm-hmm. Not even a complete sentence, but you say, <laughs> oh, okay. Right. You, you wait for the comma, the period. <laughs> right. Oh, you got to grab you another bill. Man, oh, right. trip. Man, oh, trip, man. That nigga so crazy, boy. So did you play nah, up or not? Yeah. I, b- boy, Look, you, did I? You'd be back there, you know, just, um, you know, yeah. It's like, <laughs> it's like okay. And as a child, hey, you sit there like, mm-hmm. wait. I mean, I guess he did. He said a lot of nothing, but I don't know. No complete sentence. <laughs> I'm still confused. Uh, <laughs> Must play for blood. <laughs> <laughs> so did you go to Maddie? Yeah, right. Okay, because you can be like my dad. You started at blood, but you graduated for Toneville. Right. Because you know they used to bust us to the other side. Uh, oh, okay then. All right. So we still confused. Right. We all still right. don't know. We still you graduated don't know. from Toneville, but you go to all the blunt alumni. Yeah. Stuff. So oh, when did the Herbalife kick in? 
so funny. March 30th will make two years as a distributor. Um, I did Herbalife about four or five years ago, just the products, just playing around, but taking it serious about two years. Okay. And it was, I um, had endometriosis, and as a female, that's something that kind of, it has stages. I had stage four. Nine-inch tumor on my right ovary, open up like a C-section. I ain't had no child, but I've been open up like one. Can't have kids. So that was also motivation for me. It was like, okay, I got to get my body right because I was taking these steroids to stop me from ovulating what a woman does. You know, and so that was like, okay, I got to do something because I started getting bigger. I started kind of like disconnecting from my body. And I found Herbalife, and it was cool. It was fun. But I didn't understand it all the way. And so then I got serious with us. I was like, okay, these two shakes, all right, I can do this shit. I looked in the mirror. I was like, oh, bitch, you about to let them have it. Yeah, yeah. So I started really getting deeper into the products and the tablets and seeing how it helped me mentally, you know. And being 24 and going through the hot flashes and not knowing what the hell was going on with your body and then finding Herbalife being like, shit, where has this shit been? Mm-hmm it really changed my mindset, you know, and it was like, I didn't go into it for making money. I went into it for myself. And I think that's why my business is so successful because I'm a product of the product. Yeah. You know, I post my shit all the time. I tell people, they was like, oh, that look good. It sure does. You can do it too. <laughs> you know, so I'm very transparent. So it worked for me. Um, and I have a story about it. And so that's the difference between me and a lot of people is that it's like, it's not a money thing for me. Money is the bonus. And I tell people I do it to help others. And I, it helped me so much that I feel like I needed to share with everybody else. So, yes, yeah, been two years. March 30th. Okay. Two I years. I think my biggest thing, man, I don't know. I be trying all that shit. But my fat ass like to eat. <laughs> but have you tried the tea? Man, I tried the tea, the shakes, the pills. The, the have you tried Coach's Corner tea? Oh. Nah. Okay, then. Okay. <laughs> I got you. Don't worry about it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> hey man, well look, uh, I think it's a good enough time. We just take a commercial break. <laughs> we gonna, uh, you know, what I'm saying, fill up some uh, some cups. We gonna get the coach over here another claw, white claw. <laughs> I knew you were gonna come for me with that. One. <laughs> and uh, put some more coals on. Then we gonna let shine. I don't know whatever shine got in store in this second half. It's Williams. Hey. All right, we back, we back, we back with this thing called Wooisms. Yes, sir. And we got the coach, the Kurch, <laughs> some, them, you know. Coach. Coach. Got Candace in the building with us tonight. Hey. You know, she, you know, breaking down this fitness thing to us, man, what she's doing for, um, what she's doing to inspire others, really. You know, through fitness, and oh, I think yeah. that's big, and had a unique perspective on how to use social media too, which was really good. But um, so before we go into you know the next topic, are your um <clears throat> your classes are they just for women, or you have men in the class? No, no, no. I had well, let me tell you, every man that has come to the class. Don't look at me. I ain't coming. No, I'm, I'm just giving you eye contact. <laughs> you ask a question. <laughs> They didn't come back. I don't know what that says about the class. But, you know. You gonna embarrass me. But I will say, as I'm working towards getting my personal training um, certificate, it's a lot of money, but we gonna make it. 
Um, I've had a lot of older men that want to do the one-on-one training, you know, but every male that has come in the past year. Oh, them old men, they freaky. Well, these were young men. I mean, hey, money's still green. <laughs> well, let's let's get that stamina up. Let's go. I'm just saying. But I mean, yeah, men, women, uh, kids. That's been a. I will tell you, kids have been the biggest. Uh, a lot of parents have reached out to me. I guess getting ready for summertime, uh, male, female. But I've had men. They just didn't survive the class. So. Um, okay. <laughs> the door is open. Well, it's closed on this end. No. <laughs> it's, it's open, you know. Nah, I'm good. Had a woo come in here short stepping. Shit. Tiptoe. Yeah. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> ah, 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 ah. Honk, you all right? Uh, ah, uh, uh. <laughs> uh, uh, yeah. But yeah, I just, I just wanted to ask that because we didn't get, we didn't get to that. Oh yeah, it's 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 open to to anyone. Okay. Yeah. All right. Reach All right, one, Sean. teach one. Cool. So, Candace, you used to play ball. Yes. What uh, what college you played at? I played at Alabama Southern and my Roval, and then I went to Savannah College of Art and Design in Savannah, Georgia, mm-hmm. which is an art school. And yes, we had sports. Okay. I don't know why I feel like I need to look at you every time I get ready to say I something. I feel like I ain't even saying that, but you know what though? We're gonna go ahead and get this on out of the way. It's the vibe for me. We're gonna get this out of the way. We're gonna get this out of the way. <clears throat> you know what? I'm listening. As we as we spoke on it mm-hmm. in 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 her her introduction, mm-hmm. you know, Candace also does uh T shirts oh, and stuff of that nature, right? Mm. So mm. This had to have been about 12 years ago. <laughs> In my prime. <laughs> I hit her up on the ground. Ooh. I was like, hey, hmm. I like this design for this shirt that you did. Can I get one in purple and gold? She's like, yeah, sure, gotcha. Talked about, you know what I'm saying? All that stuff. This was before, you know what I'm saying, supporting black was real big. Mm. It's like, so, so like you, you was just like, you know, ooh. off the strength. You know, you had to but try to uh, yeah. off the screen. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah. I'm like, I like that design. Let, let me get it. I don't care. I'm I'm pay it. I just I want it. Yeah. I got you. You know. She hooked the shirt up and everything. I'm like, cool. When can I link up with you? I'ma be here. I hit you up. Got this like 15 different times. Let me hit you up. Let me hit you up. Let me hit you up. That was like 2000. Whoa. <laughs> okay, I'm, I'm, exa- I'm exaggerating just a little bit. But what'd you get today? Oh, she walks in today. She's like, I got something. Oh, no. She but you, you, you got no, two things, though. She yeah. tried to shave me first. You still an extra long? <laughs> no. <laughs> You know, take you back to you know high school. She tried to shave me. Cause the sleeves off, you know. See, now I'ma squeeze my fat ass in that <laughs> You got two shirts now. You got you got two shirts. I I do. And thank you so much. But I feel like I had to get it out of the way because she just keep cutting her eyes at me like, when is nigga gonna say something? No, nah, cause she's an avid listener of the podcast and okay. she know how well, you we appreciate But Sean, that. how many shirts have done for you? I've done for you? 
Uh, I mean, you've done quite a few. Thank you. And, and hey, got to you. Yeah yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. But see, you were, it was a prime. I'm not going to lie. That was a prime. <laughs> that was play play. <laughs> but I bought you two shirts now. <laughs> And yeah. I feel like I still owe you something else. Like, I got to create something just for you. Like, I promise you, I'm going to just catch you off guard and be like, my nigga, I got something. It ain't going to have no sleeves. I might even cut it, put the little knots at the end just for you to take it back to high school. She's going to get you a crop top. <laughs> I ain't got no stuff for no crop I'm going to say, you remember when you did CrossFit? <laughs> you were <a> slim. I'm going to his name Zeke. <laughs> Shut down school. But I ain't gonna lie. You know what? Even though we came up short, that shit was fun because we just had the support of the team. Like, we really went there to support. I mean, not to support, but to show off for Mobile. And we had the support from other schools. So if they didn't make it, everybody was coming to support us because we were were supporting everybody else. It was like LaFleur going, oh, hell, we all going. We know it's Mm -hmm. going to be a show, you know. And, you know, we came up, what was it, 2002, second place. You know, it is what it is, but... That experience. Some people don't even make it out of Mobile. They don't make it to the Mitchell Center. So, right. you know, for me, I love the fact that I've had the experience of making it to the Final Four, to the final. You know, some people don't have that shit. Some people don't even make it out of regionals. Hell, they don't make it out of middle school. <laughs> I know shit. We, we, we thought it was a big thing, boy. When we was like, oh, we going to the Mitchell Center? Oh, that, that the ain't talking about, oh, about the the Oh, yeah. Right. Do you know, y'all coming? Okay, then. I remember one time. They try to say, uh, we had to come to school and then go down now with uniforms. Niggas was like, No. Can I throw my bag in the van? You got the van. And you know back then gas was like a dollar. So right. right. You got fifty cents on the gas. We rolling to Birmingham. Yeah, back then, man, it was so crazy. Like thinking about permission slips, who's riding a bus? Like, we had about ten buses going up there. Ten buses and a van. Oh man. <laughs> <laughs> That's the title. Ten buses in a van. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's. I mean, you know what? It's so crazy because now. I mean, I can't tell you the last time I went to a high school game. I, I can't tell you. Probably when I stopped coaching. But, the the support. You know, that's one thing that really lacks. Like, mm-hmm. I mean, we. And that's one thing that I told myself. I said, you know, going forward next year, I got to do better because I love alumni weekend. But we have to kind of show it 365 days, yeah. mm-hmm. you know, and I will say I commend a lot of the alumni going forward with like baseball. I will say like a lot of alumni have been really pouring into baseball, softball, um, those sports that don't really get seen. You know, we know for basketball, of course. Yeah. But I mean, they, they've been amazing with baseball and softball and, you know, things like that. And even track now, you yeah. know. Because yeah. I even did track. I don't know why, but <laughs> I think I was forced to. But, you know, it was one of so, those things. Going back to talking about the support, and I, I'm pretty sure we're going into the, the next topic of discussion. Um, Sean, you want to elaborate? Uh, elaborate? Man, <coughs> Expound? That too. Nope. Yeah. Elaborate. Yeah. 
Okay. Once again, this is the second half of the episode. <laughs> we are a little bit deeper in the yeah. The spirits. <laughs> so sometimes whose words might get a little tongue tied. Okay. But yes, Sean, please elaborate on okay. the subject. Alright. So um <laughs> it's March Madness. Big time of the year. You got people filling out their brackets. Some people taking off work. Watch all these games. Man. Yeah, man. So. And UNC. Yeah, brackets just getting busted. My bad. I'm sorry. You good. You good. <laughs> I felt that. That was passionate. Um, so, but, um, player from Oregon, her name was. Sedonia Prince. Yeah, Sedonia Prince. Shared. You no, know she's not black. She's white with that <laughs> name. <laughs> she shared, um, shared a post, a video showing like their setup versus the men's setup and it was like a drastic difference yeah like mm-hmm. <laughs> not even <laughs> like you can't be like oh man that's just a little bit nah like it was a big difference like you looking at a dumbbell set and some basketball courts versus like a full all yeah weight room mm-hmm. probably like two weight rooms for real mm-hmm. double the courts um i think another player she shared the packet they got compared to the men was like a drastic difference um just basically showing that like women aren't getting being treated equally oh yeah yeah you can't forget about the meal too oh it was oh. like the women's meal was uh it, it looked like the, uh, <laughs> the little fucking uh i can't say the little waffles they were like four waffles in one talking and about you, the uh the minis yeah the wa- it, they had ego like waffles minis. yeah they had little, little ego minis uh, some uh, uh, some packet, some look like some instant oatmeal out the packet. Yeah, and the the fellas had a whole fucking uh, uh golden corral breakfast. Right, buffet. Yeah. That too. Yeah. So, you know, it just shows like just the how diff- big the discrepancy is between like how the experience that the women are being provided over the men. And definitely wanted to get Candace's perspective because, you know, with you being a former college athlete, like, how much of that did you experience when you were playing? I mean, it was it was there. I mean, even going to art school, you saw it. I mean, <clears throat> it's so crazy how, of course, you had, I mean, I don't want to compare it to racism, but, I mean, it's very close. Mm-hmm. Nobody, resp- I mean, I will remember being in college and thinking, like, okay, my first college game is going to be a lot of people in the stands. We played in a high school gym. Mm. Wow, high school gym, and we couldn't even pack out a high school gym. And even going to these other colleges in Miami and Jacksonville, they were playing in high school gyms. The girls were, now the boys, they were playing in an arena, and it was just like there was a big disconnect. I mean, we're at the same university, you know. You have us raising money because you know you. I don't know about anybody that knows this that you have those times where you have to get on the calls and. Ask people alumni for money and, you know, mm-hmm. do these little, you know, phone-a-thons and stuff. And when you make it, it's like, okay, cool, we're going to get new stuff. No. But the boys are getting new stuff. Or the boys are riding on the new buses. Or the boys are getting to stop here. They have more per diem and stuff. And, of course, you know, back then it wasn't as seen um, as much as it is now. But to see that, I'm like, it's the same thing. You're playing the same sport. You're putting the same time as the boys. You know, you guys are all on scholarships, and I don't understand why girls or females are being treated like this. And it goes so far even with the WNBA. Yeah. Well, I mean, you know why they say that. 
They say the reason why is because I'm not saying it, but the people, those people that make those decisions are saying me and sports bring in more revenue. But do you remember, okay, bringing it back down here. Y'all came to the women games more than you come to the men's game. Oh, yeah, that's because, ooh. I mean, back <laughs> in the day, we were a little manish. But I'm just saying, but you think about it, like, even whatever the case was, I remember my homeboy supporting us because, I mean, it was just the support. Mm-hmm. And I remember our games, even if it was teams, not, you know, not looking at Blunt versus LaFleur, <laughs> it was like even Blunt versus Williamson or Blunt versus, uh, you know, Viger, things like that that wasn't that big. But I remember us actually going to Spring Hill College or going to Bishop, just the girls, because it was so packed. Mm-hmm. You know, they were like, okay, y'all packing out the gym, so we're going to go bigger. And to come now to 2021 and seeing that these females are being treated, I mean, my thing is this, come on, a rack with weights from the yeah. YMCA? Right. Yeah. And like, yoga mats? That's like Amazon special. Yeah. Prime. Right, right. And so it almost like, it's just like, and not being funny, the bitches only need to do yoga and pump a little iron. Mm-hmm. That's how it makes you feel as a female. It's almost like you just calling me a bitch. Like, I, that's all I need to do. Mm-hmm. And then the men have, you know, all this elaborate stuff. Okay, we get past that. Now we go on to your, your welcome packet. Oh, yeah. Okay, yeah. we, NCAA, right? Same organization now, right? Right, right. It's not two different organizations. It's still it's NCAA. Right. So we got the same little money that's coming in. We can budget now. Mm-hmm. Now, you know you're in a pandemic. So let's make these athletes feel like something. Parents can't come to the game for real. So the welcome packet should be pretty much equal. Mm-hmm. You mean to tell me I get a t-shirt, a water bottle, a little flyer, some little snacks. Let's see. And the guys get this whole big, you know, or the, the whole bed is full. One, The same girl that was on there, she was on TikTok saying that, you know, their snacks had been delivered. They can't even do um, DoorDash because they're still in quarantine. Wow. Mm. So, look at the, I'm just looking at this right now. Like, in a welcome packet alone, like, mm-hmm. for the men's. The men's had body wash. Right. Deodorant. Uh, Lysol wipes. Well, they need it because they, they got a workout room. Uh, <laughs> shirts, hats, mm-hmm. uh, little like uh, hoodies, towels, blankets. And then you look at the women's, they got like a little banner, a shirt, two water bottles, an umbrella, huh, a scrunchie, mm. some socks, one a stick scrunchie? of deodorant. Yeah. That's like something you get at courtside, like here. Right. Thank you for getting courtside, <laughs> right. you know. And you, I mean, you can't help but think that, of course, with technology and social media being as strong as it is, people are going to compare the two. Mm-hmm. Especially if you have the same school that's going to the Final Four or going to March Madness. You know, right now, we're living in a time where everything is being compared. Yep. But, I mean, it's to the point now where you have the females having warm-up meals and the men are like, oh, we have a full course meal. It's being cooked for you. You come downstairs, you fix what you want. Mm-hmm. Women, oh, just warm it up. Two, uh, two minutes, you good. So, you know, it's, it's one of those things where we, we praise women for becoming referees and becoming coaches in the NBA and, you know, and all that kind of stuff. But then we get to this, and it's like we take five steps back. And you have people that are really upset saying, well, women don't bring that much money in. They bring something in if you have scholarship money. Right, right. You have money to, you know, provide for them for their education. So where's the disconnect? So then now it goes to your alumni. How bad are you fighting for this team? Because still, what is the alumni doing for your teams that's making it there? I know for us, for SCAD, with uh, art school, our alumni really praised us. Even if the NCAA didn't give us stuff, the alumni was like, we're going to make sure you guys are taken care of. 
and they started feeding into us. But it sucks that you have the NCAA that does not want to feed into these programs equally. I don't get it. Man, that's a... Um, I don't know, man. It just seems like it's always a disconnect. Um, and you can even take it a step further. Not just with what's going on right now in March Madness with mm-hmm. the NCAA, but just think about, like, women's fight in, like, TV, mm-hmm. acting, mm-hmm. Um, jobs, right. mm-hmm. salaries. It's the um, same job. We put all, in the all same work. The board. All across the board. But then, you know what? I heard somebody say something um, on the radio today. It was like, would you tell your daughter, hey, don't worry about doing this because, you know, your worth is not going to be really seen. Or telling your wife, don't fight for that position because it's not going to matter. Mm-hmm. It's the same thing. Like, hey, don't worry about playing hard because, you know, they don't give a fuck about you. Right. Could you imagine telling your daughter that at the age of five that's walking around bouncing a ball that sees, they don't see gender at that age. Yeah. They just see a sport that they enjoy, that they love. Right. You know, and it goes back to you asking me, do I have men and women? I, it's open to anybody. You know, and so a lot of times I see people now that's really trying to make sure that everything is gender neutral when they're helping this new generation because they want them to feel as one. You have girls that are playing against boys. Mm-hmm. I remember my sister was working out. If anybody remembers Juby back in Tomaville. Oh, man. Man, what? Yeah. What? Juby was rough. The last interview he did before he passed, he was like, the best female athlete was Holly Coates. My sister, I'm like, oh, shit. Like, okay. You mm-hmm. know, but it was one of those things that she worked with the guys, had the same work ethic. She went D1, but, you know, it was one of those things. It was like, well, it's a female. But you're in the same gym with these guys doing the same thing. They're doing probably better than them, but you don't get praised for that. Mm-hmm. But you go to the tournament, you work your ass off to get to this tournament, and all we're going to do is say, hey, boo, here's a shirt for you. Right. Thanks for representing our program. But NCAA still <clears throat> pulling in money, though. Right. Of course. Millions. You're still putting in, pulling in money because if these games are on TV, commercials and stuff like that, so the, the women are still bringing in money for you. They got TV contracts like set for like years. Right. You're doing 10-year contracts, so no matter right. what, you're still going to get paid. But you mean to tell me you cannot say, hey, we're going to get the, the male and female the same thing. It's just going to be a, a female version and a male version. Yeah. It's not hard. Because it's not like it's more members on the team. No. So it's like, all right, you can't just say, well, guys need a bigger gym because, like, they have more players. No, no that's not the case. It's like, well, you know, in this case, when you talk about revenue, you can't really talk about revenue for real because, like you said, it's one organization. Mm-hmm. Like, it's, it's the NCAA is one umbrella. So, like, the funds are there. And then it's like, okay, so who's working on the budget? Right. We're in a pandemic, so we know we're going to work in a bubble. So you're blocked off this hotel, so you have money for that. Right. So now paraphernalia, that's a whole different budget right now. Mm-hmm. You're saving money in other areas because, you know, we, we don't have a crowd, so we're not selling things at the games and stuff. So where are you investing your money? Oh, it's going to the men now. Yeah. It's, I mean, it, it hurts to see this these kids. I mean, these girls are like, you know, 18, 19 years old. They work their ass off to get here and to be thrown with mats and weights. I don't know. It, it'll make me not want to even play. Like, I just would say, you know what? It's a no for me. Mm-hmm. I, w- I would really not want to play. Because at the end of the day, I'm playing for the NCAA. And I would make a stand and say, I, I'm good. Which that kind of just goes into, like, another part of it. Like, the amateurism of it. Mm-hmm. And how, you know, it's... <clears throat> they try to make it seem like, well, we can't pay, pay college players because, you know, they're getting this, they're getting that, they're getting this, they're getting that. Well, 
look at what the women are getting. Mm-hmm. They not getting enough to where you can justify they not getting paid or be able to at least use their likeness right to generate revenue for themselves. Mm-hmm. It's crazy, man. But I've, I've gone to college games where you know you have more people in the stands for the women than you do for the men <coughs> because the women have a, a, a better winning streak. Mm-hmm. You know, so every college is different, but it's just like they still don't get the respect. At the end of the day, I feel like it, it comes down to respect. Yeah, respecting the female. Without the female, you know, hey, we not reproducing. Thanks. Let me play devil's advocate. Okay, here we go. Sean, you you got uh what Xbox One? Yeah. You had NBA Two K Twenty. Twenty one. But you got twenty one now. I had I had, had twenty had, though. You had twenty. I had twenty. Okay. Now play now, <clears throat> right? Mm-hmm. How many times on play now did you play with the WNBA team? Uh, a couple. Couple. Yeah. Because you got bored, huh? Nah, I'm oh. more of a my career guy. Or because you just wanted, oh, let me just try it out because it's on here. Yeah. yeah. How many times have you watched a WNBA game? I watch it. Come across, I watch it. Come across. Yeah. Is it something like, oh, I got to rush home and catch the Sparks versus no. the Comets? <laughs> no. No. How many times you like, shit, LeBron, goddamn, the Lakers finna play the Clippers. I gotta get home and watch it. More often. More often. Yeah. See what I'm saying? Like, let's just be honest. We're not checking for a WNBA game like you would be for an NBA game. You're not really tuning in and checking for uh, in the in the March Madness right now. You're not finna be checking for a female tournament game. So, I could see, like, those big wigs <clears throat> saying, well, people really not, we're not really getting the revenue. <clears throat> or we're not really getting the audience. Or we're not really getting the numbers. To but I'm going to stop you here. So, are we putting it out there? Are yes. we promoting it? That was going to be my the same. Thing. You know, my thing is this is that, okay, you asked about a WNBA game. Well, if it's on ESPN 52, which is something that you have to pay for, whereas a game for the Lakers <clears throat> is on ABC, NBC, something free, a basic channel. Mm-hmm. So now you mean I have to pay for this channel. Excuse I have to go out of my way to pay for a channel to watch something that's already hard to see. Mm-hmm. The commercials aren't there. <clears throat> Excuse me. That's the difference. But see, and, like, and to kind of to, to piggyback off that too is like just to push in there, even from corporations. So like, like if I'm if I'm say I'm a company that produces feminine products, why wouldn't I want to sponsor a WNBA team when I can push like it's specifically for females? Women are watching. If if nobody else is gonna watch the WNBA, women are watching the WNBA. You think so? Yeah. If nobody else is watching it, women are watching. Man, you know it's crazy, man. It kind of go that same little you know thing that she just said. It's just it's just like in music, you know. You like you know people have that that side where it's like okay, <clears throat> yeah, you know Cardi B versus you know. uh Versus like Nikki or 
you know, who's the best female rapper and is is that female rapper the best just because the label put their money behind that person versus putting their money behind mm -hmm. this other person. So, you know, like she said, that marketing is kind of there. You know, if you see, you know, they can make a fire-ass commercial that's like, oh, look at this WNBA game. And he's like, man, you seen that shit? They were dunking too. Yeah, see, you know what I'm saying? Like, so it's like, so it's like, so when was the, when was the last time that we could say that they put had a legitimate push to promote women's sports? Shit, <coughs> I couldn't do exactly. Yeah, I would say the biggest put like WNBA would be probably like when that shit like dropped when they was like, oh, the WNBA. I would even I I I would go more recent and say when the women's soccer team. Oh yeah, when yeah. the U.S. women's soccer team. Like that was probably the last time that I could remember. Like it was like a legitimate push oh, yeah, around women's sports. Yeah, they was they was that, that one that one that one female that looked like the female version of <laughs> Daniel Beckham. <laughs> <laughs> oh, David Beckham. Right. But David see, Beckham. soccer man, that's a whole oh, other oh, thing too, though. Yeah, yeah. She, it is. She was, she was like she. Uh, not Mia Hamm. Mia Hamm is the old one. Yeah. yeah. No, 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 no. I know who you're talking. Megan that. something. It was Megan something. But yeah, boy, I'm talking about she was everywhere. Yeah. yeah. She was, I'm talking about, nigga, I thought I was going to see her in the Fast and Furious. <laughs> <laughs> but but you're right, that was a couple years ago. Yeah. That's the last legitimate push I've seen behind female sports. Yeah. As a collective. Because, I mean, uh, what's the little, uh, what's her name? Osaka. Yeah. Tennis. Oh, and tennis. you got Serena. Yeah. Serena. Which I don't tell anybody. I don't tell anybody <coughs> as far as like individual athletes. Serena's the greatest individual athlete of all time. Oh, yeah. She's beautiful. She can play. She can move. Like, you look at her individual like, accolades compared to anybody else's. Oh, yeah. Oh, my goodness. It's ridiculous. Well, honestly, tennis, man, women's tennis is, is actually, I think, a little better to watch than men's tennis. Yeah. I don't uh, watch so tennis, whatever. period. Yeah, my mama watches it a lot, so but, I catch it when she watches it. Oh, I just like when they be running across. <laughs> but you know what? It goes back to how they promote it, though. Yeah, yeah. <clears throat> you think about how they promote Serena Venus. They have a story. Oh, Serena yeah. promotes her shit. Like the. I but mean, they had like, they had a story. They shared yeah, their story. You yeah. know, coming from where they came from, mm -hmm. having a dad that you know pushed them and their work ethic. So, I think it also goes into the promotion aspect of it. You know what I mean? Like really standing behind them and pushing mm -hmm. it. So. Right. You know, it's it's like that with women's athletes. Like you said, soccer, women's soccer. People are all behind that. Even USA uh, softball, people are behind that. Mm -hmm. You know, but then it gets to basketball, and it's like, oh. Yeah, I think so. I, now, now, I ain't gonna lie. Like, if I'm coming across the channel, like, I probably watch a little bit more softball than I have. Oh, yeah, that fast people are scared, boy. Yeah. 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 Like, yeah. it's, like, it's on a station yeah. that you have that you're flipping through, right? It's on ESPN. ESPN. Yeah. It's gonna be on one, two, or three. You know I mean? Right, but you have WA. It's on a random ESPN channel. Yeah. But back in the day when they first started the WBA, it was on ABC. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Every weekend. Yep. It was on ABC. Then they moved to you know ESPN. So my thing is this: yes, it, it comes down to money, but it was just like they were just jumping around so much and it was never consistent. Mm -hmm. So they never gave it a chance to have a large prep platform, and I think they set yeah. themselves up for failure. And then you started comparing to the men, but it was too early on because we were just starting out. Yeah. It's like comparing yourself to somebody else that's already, you know, successful, and here you are starting trying to start your own league. Mm -hmm. 
you got to stay in your lane until it's time for you to really get to the top. So I think for us, it's all about promoting, you know, and I think right now what's going on, I, I commend a lot of the people that are really stepping up. That's really, you know, kind of challenging the NCAA about this and say, you know, what is your, your meaning behind it? So like, what, why did you do this? Cause that right there, I mean, you, you're not even, you ain't even give me a dumbbell past what? 35. Right. Mm-hmm. I can't bench press. And there, it's, it's still a big room. So you can't say you don't have a space. Right. Yeah. But if you're planning and budgeting saying, okay, at least give me a weight bench. Give me two of them. Right. Hell, the hotel, the hotel gym probably better than that. They got treadmills, <laughs> yeah, you know. Right, right. They got a bow flex, you know. So my <laughs> thing is, this is like you're not even trying to pretend as if you want to give them somewhat of what the men are getting. It was just like, just give them mats and weights, they'll be okay. So I feel like it's a slap in the face. But I commend everybody else that's really using their platform with social media to really step up in a positive way, you know, to use their voice that know that people are going to listen to them and really challenge them on this. So. I can't wait to see what comes out of it. I, I just think, man, like, I mean, of course, this is not just something that just started. Mm-hmm. This has been going on, like, for years. I, it's like, sometimes I just think, I mean, it's a good thing that we didn't have social media in our era. Mm-hmm. But sometimes you think, like, what if we would have had social media in our era? I don't yeah. think I wanted social media back then. <laughs> I'm, I'm going to tell you right now. Because I think for us, we were more engaged with people. Mm-hmm. We knew how to communicate. Yeah. And now it's like, shit, everything is via social media. Yeah. Everything is social media. Yeah. Yeah, that, I mean, that's true because I think like, like, uh, like Tay should say all the time, like, like, you don't know a stranger or like, you know, everybody know you. Right. <clears throat> and that's yeah. because, you know what I'm saying? Like, growing up, like, you know, like, I didn't meet a stranger. But you, you know, were not hiding behind the camera. You were not hiding too. behind the phone. Like, we weren't checking for going to social media, like... How many likes? Man, who is that? You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. shit, like, you had to actually see a motherfucker, like, on campus, or, <laughs> you know what I'm saying, in the building, mm-hmm. like, or, you know what I'm saying, you had to go to the games and watch them, like, damn, you know what I'm saying? I'm like, I think, like... Yeah, you like, weren't going to see what happened unless you was there. Like, right. you were there, because my mother, like, come on, come, come, they can't remember everything. It yeah. was like... You know what I'm saying? Like, we grew up in that, really, that telephone game era. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. you know what I'm saying? Like, if, if I'm there and I saw it, I'm trying to tell Gerald, like, damn, nigga, did you? Nigga, shit. Motherfucker, did Gerald gonna go tell son? Man, that nigga, who said, goddamn, somebody goddamn got slapped. Right. Yeah, somebody got slapped. Like, <laughs> motherfucker got banged on Right, yeah. You know what I'm saying? The game. Like, damn, somebody, damn, that nigga slapped that nigga in the game. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> then by the time he, by the time son tell it, shit. Man, two niggas were fighting. <laughs> the referee couldn't break it up. Building caught on fire. You know, they it out quick though. Right, yeah. But you had to be there. You know what I'm saying? You had to talk to people. You know, uh, it didn't get out. I mean, a lot of that shit, a lot of, a lot of bad shit that should have probably been spoke about <laughs> didn't get out. Yeah, like we were talking about graduation exam. Imagine social media during that time oh when God. graduation and all that is go- going on. Gradu- you know, we was at my house every day during that week. <laughs> right, you yeah. were not going to school. We were. Oh. We had what about five spring breaks? <laughs> <laughs> what you say, boy? Right. That shit. We going to walk around. We did, I'm glad we did have a phone. Like, hey man, first nigga at school, man, college. You know, send that text message out of something. Now you, well, now we couldn't text because no, text messages were costing. Yeah, yeah. Right. that was twenty cent. Yeah, 
See. But you had, but guess what? We communicated and had a plan together. <laughs> you, had yeah. you had that plan the night before. We was talking for free after 8 o'clock. Yeah, yeah. O'clock. even if it was like, come back 1130. Right. 11.30, you was there. Yeah. Run around uh, Donald Street about two times, then pull in. Okay. <laughs> By that time, security guards on the back end. Look, they just moved. Go right. now. <laughs> we were having comments. Right. <laughs> we didn't need social media. We had sense. <laughs> Yeah, that's true. And tactics. Right. Yeah. And a van that jump curves. Hey. <laughs> Ten buses and a van. So, I mean, I, 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 like you said, I want to see what really comes about mm-hmm. from this as well. Um, it's just it's a time it's, for people to use their platform. I think it's one of those ones for people that say that they support females just as much as males. I think it's a time for you to use your platform. You know, but I mean, you know, since this era of, of social media using platforms, like people have been speaking out. I'm, I was just sitting here thinking about the whole uh, Monique situation with Netflix. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, and Dave Chappelle. You know, yeah. Dave Chappelle, mm-hmm. but you know, they wanted to pay Monique. I would, I think, like what ten thousand, but then they paid the white lady mm-hmm. like. I think they gave. I think they told her like half a million, half a million, and they was giving like Amy Schumer like thirteen million yeah. or something like that. Yeah. But you know, I don't know that. I, I'm on the other side with that argument on that Monique shit. So I ain't gonna. That's the up. views and opinions of <laughs> Gerald Ange are not the views and opinions of. Shun and <laughs> I'm just saying though, when, when the last time you really like was like, yeah, I gotta see Monique for real. Like Netflix is gonna give you a million dollars. Like, okay, yeah, we know, we know, as many people gonna watch you as gonna watch Dave Chappelle or but gonna watch last, Amy Schumer. But when the last even though time, she trash, when the last time nigga seen Cat Williams, but we gonna tune in and see what the fuck Cat Williams got to say. You can see how drunk is Cat Williams on stage. Hey, but Cat right. Williams gonna say, but, right, but, right. Yeah, you know Cat Cat gonna pull Pimpin. in that audience. But you know Cat smart though, and you know in terms of you know some Monique shit, you know she probably could operate more like a cat and you know produce her own shit and then you know sell it however she want to type. You know. But you know what? It goes to how you carry yourself. Yeah. That's another thing. You know, like how, okay, if money is an issue, do you have people working for you to speak for you? Right. Or do you use that platform and abuse it to say, you know what, I'm about to talk all this shit about Netflix, opposed to sitting down having a meeting exactly. and say, this is what we need to have happen. Right. right. Like, meet me in the middle, you know, somewhere. Well, you compared it to somebody else. Well, you don't know her story. Of course, the first thing we want to do is we want to call race. Right. You right. know, but then sometimes it's like, hey, let's talk about talent. Yeah, yeah. Let's talk about how much did you bring? How much? Did, if you want to be honest, let's sit at the table. This is what she brought. This is what you brought, and this is why we can give you this. Right. Yeah. But then we want to go and you know be the angry black woman sometimes. Yeah. And use that against ourselves, and say you know they don't want to treat us right because I'm a black woman and I'm, I'm a comedian too and that kind of thing. But it's like you know you got to know your place. You got to know your role. How yeah. hard did you fight? How hard is she fighting? What are you bringing to the table? You got to think about the timing of it too. Like yeah. at the time, yeah. like. Monique hadn't put out anything like right. yeah. like that was like fire for a while. Like this was gonna kind of be like her comeback time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, like like the last big shit thing she did was like something serious. Yeah, like, it wasn't even a comedy. Yeah, yeah. right. So but like, like precious, when yeah. she was in the right, had that. How we supposed to laugh at that shit? Like, yeah, <laughs> you so, know. I got a question for y'all. What? 
I'm, I'm just sitting here thinking, right? It was at one point in time where I remember you would see Lisa Leslie. Yeah. Cheryl Smoot. Oh, yeah. Cynthia Cooper. Cynthia Cooper. Yeah. Kobe. Shad. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> you know what I'm saying? Like, shit. T-Mac. You would see all them, like, posting on, I mean, like, posing in, in Sports Illustrated mm-hmm. magazines yeah. and all that stuff together. <clears throat> when do you think, or why do you think things fell off from that era? Because at one point in time, like, women's sports, well, just the basketball was mm-hmm. getting recognized as much as the men. Well, it's more of the USA. Yeah. Right. I think it was more the USA. I think that's why they came together. But you have to think about those people, they kind of grew up together. You know, most of them, you know, were from the same era. They were from the same, you know, hood and stuff. But then what happens when they, they're done? There's nobody to follow. Who's, who's behind them? But I think it's also the media. The media yeah. doesn't share everything. You know, yeah. of course, for us, we had Sports Illustrated. We had fucking magazines. Mm-hmm. You know, we were trying to look for the magazines, and they were they were trying to bring that together. But then as these people grow out of these, the editors move on, you have people that are just kind of like sticky and just wants to have shit to talk about. Mm-hmm. So they're stirring the pot. So I think it was one of those things that it's like all about publicity. Yeah. I think the people that are in place now want to have female against male because it's going to sell. I can't even tell you who came behind those prominent women I just named. Well, you have, of course, you have Candace Parker. Oh, yeah. That you was know. years later. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Candace Parker and Skylar Diggins. But I mean, I think about some of the ones like you know, you have your like you know your super like people. I, when I think of, I don't even think about just black women. I think about you know super that came uh, Diana Taurasi. Yeah. You know, you think about the, you know your Yukons and you know right. You know, you think about that kind of you know UCLA things like that, and it was just. The way they carried themselves, you know, it was like they were silent assassins, and it was like shit. Like, who is this person on this court that's you know commanding your attention? Right. The way they carry themselves, but it's the media. You know, we don't see yeah. if they don't show. Yeah, I feel you on that. I, I agree with that. Just like what you were saying, you know, the the um, marketing slash, you know, what are they putting in front of you? And then you know, I feel like now, you know, we do see a lot of like announcers or we see a lot of like anchor type personalities that are like female now so you get a lot of like the the uh what's her name like jamel hills yeah. and all them yeah which they getting the props versus you know before it was like okay we using the actual athletes mm-hmm. to promote what's going on but now they're they're using the females but they using them to pull in the males to talk about the male mm-hmm. audience versus using them to really, you yeah. know, promote the female audience. So it's like we using the females to pull the males in, but we not using them to pull them in it's like for what they should. You know, mm-hmm. see, like going back, like what you're saying, man. Like, yeah, like Jamil Hill and Carrie Champion, mm-hmm. Taylor Rooks. Like, they, you have them, them strong black women that are coming to take these men's positions. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Being a voice for the women, mm-hmm. and it, it kind of spooks a man. When they hear not only a black, uh, not only a woman, mm-hmm. but a black woman that knows just as much as them, mm-hmm. if not more, about sports. But guess what? You're in the classroom with them when you're getting this degree. Yep. You're in the same classroom, getting the same education, mm-hmm. paying that same amount of money. Yep. So when we're in the classroom, we cool. 
But we got there in the in you know the professional world. Oh, I don't know you. Oh yeah, it's a it's a different story. We ain't never share notes. We ain't never study together. I ain't never wish you well. Yep. So we we, we got to go back to hey our solid foundation. We was we was rocking together in college. Then we get to the you know you know public world. It's like shit. I don't know that person. Mm-hmm. But I, will it ever stop? No, it definitely won't. Because I think so long as we have social media and people that are here to write stories like that to stir the pot, it's always going to be that. Because those stories are going to sell. It's going to get people to to now. Guess what? People going to be tuning into to the NCAA, uh, the games and stuff now. So now the ratings are about to go up. So guess what? NCAA still gonna earn some money. Mm-hmm. What, do you, what do you think? What do you think uh, will help change the way that society views female sports? Hmm. I think it's gonna take consistency. I think it's one of those things <clears throat> that if we're gonna really fight for this right now in 2021, we have to consistently fight for it in 2022. And we have to dig deeper into what's going on in AAU, what's going on in high school sports, because it starts there. Mm-hmm. Yep. You know, there's a disconnect before they get to college. So are we really pouring into the females like we're pouring into males when they're in middle school? Are we supporting them that way? Are we making sure they have the jerseys? Are we making sure they know their worth? So that way when they move up, you know what I'm saying? It's just like they, they know what their worth is. And then are we getting in positions to where we can have a say so about this kind of stuff. You know, are we getting into these positions to go and work for the NCAA to say, hey, I'm gonna stand up for female athletes. My job is to work on the budget. And this year I know this is what I want the girls to have. I want it to be equal. So I think it's like knowing our place and really, you know, having our voice and standing up for what we believe in and not hiding behind it anymore. So I think it's just a matter of using your voice, using your talent and, you know, knowing your worth. Man, I just th- I think that like like this year, <clears throat> you know, um, not now. My oldest daughter, she uh, seventh grade, go to Clark Clark She uh, chilly. Um, you know, it was trying to you know play basketball, have, hold basketball games, you know, this year or whatever the case may be, and <clears throat> a number of their games. The boys played before the girls. Mm. So you have like the big crowds to come in for mm-hmm. that, that early game. And then, you know, another thing they had to do, they would make everybody leave out the gym, clean, disinfected, and then you come back for the second half. But once they cleared the gym, a lot of people just left. Mm-hmm. So the, the girls wasn't getting that crowd. Mm-hmm. That the boys brought in for the first game, and uh, but it just, starts it starts there. It's, yeah. it's, it's saying okay, you know what? They said and watched your game, and as a parent, you know, to maybe a boy to say, hey, you know, we're gonna sit here and support your classmate. So it starts with you know that young age of showing them the the value of support. I remember being in middle school and telling my mom, well, I'm gonna ride the bus so that way we can watch the boys' game. And even in middle school, we had half of the season, the girls would play first, the boys would play first. Just because, you know, parents wanted to see their kids play at an early time, you know, 3, 30, 4 o'clock. Right. But we were all about supporting each other. And I think, you know, as parents, you know, we need to, you know, teach our kids about supporting each other and knowing how important that is. Mm-hmm. 
And so if we teach them at an early age, then that will be instilled in them as they grow older, and they'll teach their friends about that. So I think as adults, we have to kind of see it early on and know that, hey, this is an issue, so let's go ahead and nip it in the bud. Good. I hope things change. Yeah, for sure. Cause uh, all three of us sitting at this table, we got we got we got daughters. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And uh, shit, I be at every function my girls had. Like my my oldest daughter, she get tired of me. <laughs> Cause when she be when she be having damn titles, I be loud as motherfucking daddy there. That's my baby. You better hit that goddamn pillow with. <laughs> I still don't know to this day what the hell pillowette is, but she but been there. She mm-hmm. been dancing since three and she's twelve. She, she do a pillowette or a PA or whatever. Plie. She do all that shit. She dance. Yeah, she dance. yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> she's yeah. a dancer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hitting the shit out there. Uh, pillowette, girl. Oh, you better hit that goddamn. You better hit that seven twenty spin. <laughs> Wusa. 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 This moment of the episode is the Wusa moment of the week. Sometimes you just go through something, somebody irks you, pissed you off, and you just want to just. Wusa. Who would like to start first this week? I feel like Gerald fired somebody earlier. So. <laughs> Gerald, nah, missed, man, I, nah, he I didn't receive a phone call before. I did. It was it was uh, intense. No, nah, it wasn't. Nah, but for real, uh, I don't got much, man. I did have something that did, you know, piss me off this week. So I am gonna use it as my wusa, but. Uh, I'm going to speak in parables. My friends say that I be speaking in parables like Jesus and shit. <laughs> so, uh, but not nah. in parables <laughs> like Jesus and shit. And shit. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Yeah, so. This come from the book <laughs> of easy. <laughs> <laughs> but nah, man, just, uh, it's, it's just kind of along the lines of some of the stuff we, we were talking about today, too. Uh, you know, when, when you're doing good, and you're doing big things, man. It's always going to pe- be people that's going to, you know, be there to try to uh, take you off your high horse or, you know, kill your vibe and shit. But, um, you know, just stay focused on, you know, whatever it is that you're doing. So I had some stuff like that happen this week. Then want to see a brother come up, you know what I'm saying? So, you know, you get random, random complaints and random things happening mm-hmm. to try to stick a wrench in your operation, but, you know, we still rolling, literally, because uh, <laughs> we still rolling, you know, even, you know, with the haters trying to uh, come in and, and do some crazy things, but, uh, but yeah, man, y'all just stay focused on y'all, you know, dreams and your your jobs or whatever it is, you know, uh, it's always going to be them situations, but, you know, when you make it through it, it'll just be a part of your story, like Candace was talking about earlier, so. That was pretty light for Gerald. Yeah, I really thought somebody was going to get fired. <laughs> I thought somebody was going to get fired. was on the phone for like 20 minutes. Yeah. yeah. That, that was light. That yeah. was light. Candace, do you have a uh, Wusa moment of the week you would like to share? Ooh. <laughs> 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 Let's see which one can I share in public. Ooh. 
man, I think the biggest Wusai moment, like right now, is working with kids in the school system. Y'all, I had a kid shove his computer all the way across the room for no reason. I'm over here helping another kid get out of a wheelchair to his little gate trainer to walk. You're mad because I got up away from you because you want attention. Mm. Shoves the whole computer across the room. You know me. I had to realize where I was. I was like, wait a minute. Hold on. Like, you know, like, okay, G, you better come on down. And take your hands. It was just like just that fast. You almost really wanted to like, you know, put your hand. You, you went back to when you was at the floor where, you know, it was a free fall. Yeah, yeah. But I really yeah. like... Real deal had to say, Jesus, it's me. <laughs> this child is through this computer across the room for no reason now. And I said, okay, Lord, okay, I got you. Like, it was it was a real woo-side moment, like, like moment. You know, it's like, why am I here? And why am I not attacking this child through this computer across the room? So that's my woo-side moment. I really was proud of myself. I didn't scream. I didn't holler. I didn't even buck. Mm. I just said, okay. That's growth. Set it by dollars for your mama. Yeah. Not me. <laughs> and you know what I did? I left that computer there the whole day. Gross. Computer was just flat. Mm. Looking at me, I'm looking at the computer. We like this. Like, damn. Like, mm. Not my problem. Not my chill. Mm. Not my problem. At mm. all. So that was that's my moment right there. Bad ass chilling. Mm-hmm. Yes. No, no, no. I'm I'm gonna let you go last. Yeah. Man. Mine's a little fresh. Oh, <laughs> man. Uh, I guess mine was uh, mine was going to be pretty light, too, man. Uh, don't you just hate when you're in traffic or when you try to get on the interstate or whatever the case may be and somebody speeds up? Oh, man. Uh, oh, man. <laughs> I won't let you over. Yeah, that's. Or you get that person that speeds up and gets in front of you, and then just goes fucking slow. Yeah. Yeah. So I had this problem today, man. <laughs> Actually, I was leaving the house early, and I was gonna get over here and you know do some stuff, work on some some drops and stuff. And, before I stopped at Crystal's, and that was another tizzy. <laughs> but <laughs> motherfucker jumped in front of me and proceeds to go slow. Then I couldn't get around for a minute because the motherfucker on the side of me was going slow. So I was just boxed in. So... I finally skirt skirt my way through, got in front of the other motherfucker, and I hit on brakes. I was like, I hope this bitch hit me. Because I'm going to fall out. But the motherfucker was just a tad bit smarter than me. As soon as I got over here, brakes, that bitch jumped off. But, uh, road rage. Yeah. It's real. It's real. It's real. Yeah. Don't you hate, though, like when you, like, need to get over and like that person is going just fast enough to where you can't get over oh but slow enough to where they mm-hmm. won't and you actually use your blinker yeah to mm-hmm. be like hey i'm trying to get over I'll let you know ahead of time right right <laughs> and they just like they just stay right there and they won't let you get over that's yeah i really hate that yeah like, you're just gonna ride right there like right you know come on man right make, make a move yeah 
So we both about to be in trouble. Right. <laughs> right. Because I'm getting over. Right. It's going to Voluntarily or involuntarily? Nah, yeah. but you know what? I'm going to tell you another thing that I hate, too. Like, all right, so. If y'all ever been up Moffitt Road, coming down Moffitt, you know, where the overlook, by the, you know, when you come off on the overlook and you're trying to merge over, you got, oh, you always had that one lane that, that's getting ready to close so you know you got to jump over. Yeah. Oh, and a yeah. motherfucker, like, they, they want to ride that lane and then try to get in front of you. I'm that motherfucker like, oh, nah, big. Not you today. got over there in that lane. Not today. Not you going to stay over there in that lane. It's not the I'm first gonna time. I'm going to speed up. <laughs> I'm going to slow down to where you can't jump over in front of me. It's a mirror. Because you should have thought about that. <laughs> you should have thought about that. I'm that motherfucker. So I can be petty and I can get upset. I don't want to lose that moment. And they pull up beside you like this. Yeah. <laughs> and then they won't look at you. They be like... <laughs> Like I know you see me looking oh, at you. So now you see you see me now. I know you do. When you get to the same light, you just be like, I can just pull I roll the windows down. I'm like <laughs> you're gonna see. Me. I, used to, I used to roll windows down, throw pennies at the ass. Yeah. <laughs> got, he throwing an ashtray change. No, I didn't care. I throw a penny, bitch. You gonna let me fall? But that's it for me, man. Sean, what you got, bro? Man, look. I'm a I'm a person that like if you set certain expectations, just like follow the expectations, right? Mm-hmm. Like if you say this is this, let that be this. If you say it's that, let it be that. So, money got some pizza today, mm. some Domino's. Mm. You know they have the tracker. <laughs> tracker says, "Hey, we got your order. Hey, we're prepping your food. Hey." Foods in the oven. Hey, we're checking your order. Hey, your order is ready to pick up. I was pressed for time today. Afternoon didn't necessarily go as planned, so I was like, man, I need to hurry up and get some food. Knew my wife had eaten. Let me just pick up a pizza. Order it through the app. Look at the tracker. Make another run before. Give myself a little bit of time. Go get some gas. Come back. Says, hey. Your food is ready. Cool. Pull up the Domino's. Dude was like, oh, man, you paid through the app? Yeah, oh, okay. Good. Oh, man, we got a few orders ahead of you. So, you know, it's going to be about 10 minutes. And I showed him the tracker. It's like, hey. Tracker says it's complete. Well, when it says it's complete, it's really in the oven. But you also have a stage that says when it's in the oven. Um, y- yes, sir. Uh, we're gonna get it to you as soon as we can. Why do you have <laughs> the stages in the tracker from what you do if it's not accurate? Like, if the food is in the oven, I'm expecting for it to be in the oven. If it say you're looking at it, it say Dave is reviewing your order. <laughs> I'm expecting Dave to be reviewing my order. I didn't say, hey, Dave, review my order. You told me that Dave was reviewing mm-hmm. my order. Hey, your order's complete. You told me that. 
I didn't say, hey, I think like it's about time for my food to be ready. It's been about 15 minutes. No. You said, hey, Sean, your food is ready. <laughs> so I shouldn't get the Domino's and then have to wait another 10 minutes when you told me that my food was ready. You did it. So don't Domino's. Don't put my food in the oven when it's complete. Put it in the oven when you say that it's in the oven. You know? So that way, when I get there after you say it's complete, I ain't got to wait another 10 minutes. Note to self. Never tell Sean the food is ready and it's not ready. Yeah, exactly. Because exactly. the thing is, if it would have said, hey, your food's not ready yet, I would have just sat there and be like, my food's not ready. It's still baking. It's still baking. It's in the oven. This big nigga was tracking. <laughs> <laughs> he, he was ready. To, uh, I literally, I, like, I went to the gas station. I went and got the white claws and got me some gas. And then looked. I was like, oh, it says my food is ready. Perfect timing. No, it wasn't. Because they lied. <laughs> so, Domino's, set the proper expectations for your people. If it's in the oven, let it be in the oven. Don't put it in the oven and say it's complete. Yeah, which is crazy because they actually skipped a step because it had to come out the oven to get reviewed right. to be ready. Ah, oh, man, we got a few orders ahead of you. So, why does it say that my food ready? It was ready to go in the oven. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that needs to be the step that it need to be on. Don't click through it. So, yeah. That really grinded my gears. It was good, though? Yeah, Musa. Was the, was the piece at least good? I mean, it was tasty. Tasty. Because, <laughs> man, at that point, I was He's like, still I was like, whatever. Forget this. Take two. But I'm hungry, so. Straight. Whatever. Fat meat greasy. Yeah, fat meat greasy. <laughs> <laughs> fat meat greasy. It wasn't even greasy at that point, nigga. Because it wasn't ready. <laughs> like, Ready, so <laughs> <laughs> you need to tell me it's not even prepared. Yeah, they mean, uh, we gotta, no, at this point, you're holding your phone up, like, yeah. And I was literally like, I was like, like, perplexed. I was like, like, nigga. but the tracker says, wasn't trying to be fat, but I was tracking it. Yeah, yeah, like, the tracker <laughs> says it's complete. Oh man, yeah, that's it's typically says complete when it's in the oven. And I was like, but you have a step that says... I even refreshed it to make sure <laughs> that it was correct. You have a step that lets me know when it's in the oven. I don't I don't understand. Chick-fil-A mobile app would never. It would right. never. My pleasure. Would never. When they say a team member on their way with your food, they're on the way. They're on their way. On their way. Yes. On their way. They're tapping at the door. Yeah. <laughs> right. Exactly. Exactly. Oh, man. Ah, great episode. Yeah. Yeah. Candace. Thank you. Appreciate you. Thank you for coming through. Thank you guys for and, having and me. Chilling with the, the, the fellas of Wills this evening. And and just telling not only us but everybody else about your health journey and how you became the coach in the corner. The coach in the corner. Yeah. <laughs> and uh Shana Prue, she's gotten better with the shirts and delivery people. So, hey, <laughs> check out her work on her shirts. How can they find you? 
Instagram, it's uh, K-Coats Designs. Also on Instagram, it's K-Coats Photos. Coach's Corner Fitness. Yes, I have three pages because I do three different things. <laughs> so if you're looking for fitness, you go to the fitness page. Looking for shirts, you go to K-Coats Designs. And you just want to be my friend. Well, we're not doing that, but... <laughs> <laughs> Those are the three places you can find me right there. And if you want to find me on Facebook, it's Candace the Coach Coats. Bam! There uh, it is. Photography. Designs. Mm -hmm. Fitness. She's gonna get your the crutch. She's gonna get you right. She's gonna get you right, man. And uh just some Gotta love the women. Gotta, gotta love the black woman. Because they gonna make a way out of nothing. Jay-Easy, you got anything else you want to say, brother? Nah. <laughs> <laughs> you had to rehearse your mind? Try to clear his throat first. Leave it. <clears throat> No. no. <laughs> <laughs> okay, then, little bear white. <laughs> Big heads, man. You got anything else you want to say, brother? No, nah, man. I'm good, man. Appreciate you again. Thank you guys for having me. Well, this has been another episode of Woolsoms. It's your boy Woo. And your boy Big Heads. Jay Easy. And uh, because the crutch wanted to tap in, hey. close out with a little sore weedy. Don't never stop if you want to be on top, bitch. Little waist, fat ass bitch, tap in. Tap, tap, tap in. Diamonds dancing on your neck, nigga, tap in. Tap, tap, tap in. Fucking nigga, get rich, bitch, tap in. Tap, tap, tap in. MLB, I see gang, nigga, tap in. Tap, tap, tap in. Wrist on glitter, waist on thinner. I'ma show you how to bag an eight-figure nigga. Thanks for listening to another episode of Woolisms. It's your boy Woo. Your boy Big Hess. And your boy Jay Easy. You can follow me, your boy Woo, on every social media platform. But Facebook, Kendrick Wooten. On IG, K underscore D underscore Wooten. And you can follow your boy on IG at Big underscore Hessler. You can find me on all platforms under J underscore Easy. And look, also follow the Wooisms page on Facebook, Wooisms, on IG, Wooisms Pod, and on YouTube, Wooisms Podcast. And we're out. Hey, yeah. Yeah. <laughs>